This episode of The Tech Sphere is brought to you by Private Internet Access. For just $2.91 US a month, get two years of secure internet browsing. Follow the link in the show notes below for more information. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to The Tech Sphere, Sydney's freshest tech podcast, hosted by Harry and Andrew. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Tech Sphere. This is episode number five, also known as the Fully Sick episode. The Fully Sick it is, and you know what? We're all we, sick. We're all very sick. Yeah. With the flu. But that is not going to stop us from creating a lovely, another lovely episode for you guys. So in today's episode, we'll be talking about some really cool things. Uh, mm. The OnePlus 6 got announced. Um, how Microsoft is... a uh, creating something for the less abled. And how Elon Musk wants to give a ride on the loop for just $1. All right, so OnePlus, they have released yet another phone. Yeah. And it's called the OnePlus 6, right after the OnePlus 5. Who would have thought? Um, for those of you that haven't heard of OnePlus, like myself... Wait, uh, you haven't heard of OnePlus? No, not, not until a couple of days ago, actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. I knew about them when they first came out. Really? Yeah. Oh. See, this is what happens when you're an Apple snob. <laughs> well, okay, so pretty much Apple, uh, sorry, pretty much OnePlus, they were seen as the, with their first phone, uh, they were seen as like the flagship killer. So they had all the like flagship kind of like mm-hmm. specs and all that kind of stuff, but a bit of really, really crazy low price. Like, I think it was like, you know, like 500 US dollars. My gosh, yeah. that is low indeed. Yeah, so they, and it used to be like a invite-only thing. So you, you, if you were lucky enough to get a OnePlus um, invite, then, you know, you'd be able to purchase the phone. How exclusive. I know. I like and, the then, that. and then, like, for the next one, they were able, you, you were able to give, like, I think it was like everyone who got a OnePlus received an invite, and then you could also give a friend one. Ooh. And then, a little network. Yeah, then it just continued on to what we know now as OnePlus 6. Right, yeah. Where it's little you know, did open I know. to the market. Yeah. Anyway, well, continuing on. Anyway, uh, yeah, OnePlus 6 was announced a couple of days ago. Um, and it obviously is the next generation following the OnePlus 5, uh, which is, in terms of looks and style, um, it's, it's taken a bit of a change. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's gotten a lot more, I guess, modern, modern along. Along with the trends, yeah, uh, that you know, the modern smartphones are these days, um, and it's their seventh flagship phone, and it's another phone with a notch, of course. Yes, the uh, legendary notch, which, which came, well, actually, it didn't come from the iPhone 10 because um, they weren't the first one with the notch. The uh, Huawei P20, I'm oh sure, yeah, it was. was one of the first with the notch, and uh, yeah, Damn you, but obviously, Huawei. yeah, obviously Apple. Made being big. the big influencer yeah. that they are. Um, yeah, so like other phones with a notch, it holds the front-facing camera as well as the um, ear speaker for calls and whatnot. Um, one thing I, I definitely do like about this, though, is while looking at video reviews, there's an ability, just like the Huawei and um, another phone that features the notch, um, you can hide it by disabling that part of the screen yeah. completely. Which is, which is actually really nice, but I guess kind of takes away from the point you know, just, of yeah. having such a bezel screen. Although you know, 
can't can't have the best of everything. No. So you got to sacrifice, <laughs> sacrifice them pixels. And you know it is still already very, um, you know, small anyway. The bezel, oh, the, yeah, even abs- with the fake bezel, it's still fairly small. Yeah, absolutely. Like it is pretty much edge to edge, and it looks freaking beautiful. Mm. Um, yeah. So along with keeping up with the trends, the um, the backing is now made of glass, uh, which is a, a Gorilla Glass Five. Instead of you know your typical aluminium or plastic backing, however, it, it still doesn't actually support wireless charging despite the glass background. Yeah, which is I guess you know who doesn't love a good cable, hey? <laughs> yeah, but then like you know considering it's you know fairly it, expensive, you know eight hundred dollar price range. Yeah, you kind of would maybe expect expect to have like it. Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's very true. Although like. I, I will point back to HTC. It was only have they even I can't even remember if they've even got them, but I know they were fairly set in their ways for their past few phones not to have wireless charging. Yeah. Um it's definitely a trend that's catching on now, but I it I think it definitely is slower than what I would have expected and how fast it would come into play with yeah. all the all the new products. I mean I think I don't think I'd actually use it. To be completely honest, it'd yeah. be. Oh, I think I might for like a week, but that's about it. Yeah, me personally, I, I love the idea of just placing it down and like you know it's charging right yeah. in there. But in practicality, I love to charge my phone and use it at the same time. Yeah, and don't necessarily want to be leaning on my desk just for that. To take a slight tangent, of course, but I think I'd be more interested in having room charging. Yeah, something that I actually yeah. saw. I think it was Disney of all people. They were actually, uh, you know, theorizing in that kind of idea. Sorry, did you say Disney? Yeah, Disney. Oh. As in, you know, Mickey Mouse like Disney. Mickey Mouse Disney. Yeah. Okay. Mickey Mouse's head is a wireless charger now. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, back to the phone. Um, yeah, so much like, again, the new trends, uh, this phone, the OnePlus 6, features a dual rear camera. Uh, with optical image stabilization. Ooh. Well, I mean, lovely. Like, a, lot, a lot of cameras have that now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely nice to have. So your main camera, you're looking at a 16 megapixel sensor, um, and the secondary is a telephoto uh, at 20 megapixels. It's a big thing now these days, isn't it? Having multiple it is, cameras. Yeah. yeah. Um, ha- having a good actual zoom is is quite nice because mm. I mean, me on my little boring iPhone six is. Uh, <laughs> Zooming in is all digital, so bit bit of a loss there in quality. Yeah, so it's nice to nice to retain that. Um, yeah. Um, and along with the camera, it this which is like it this spec baffle me. Um, can shoot up to four eighty frames per second. Wow, like four hundred eighty frames per second, which I'm pretty sure is at full HD. Yeah, is, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's quite a feat in such a such a device so here's to all these slow-mo videos you guys will create oh that's gonna be fun watching mm, who loves uh some water drops and uh oh. and yeah that's all i can think of right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and along with that in terms of software it does ship with the android oreo at the moment uh but it is one of the first to support the brand new OS, uh, the Android P. Yes, yeah, so that's with Google's announcement from Google I.O. 
yeah it it looks like a lovely phone honestly like mm. just looking at it the, the, oh it's really nice the display is awesome yeah the uh which yeah it's it's actually with the notch it doesn't bother me too much because um like comparing it to the iphone 10 which has a bloody massive notch <laughs> um it's actually quite small and it's not too not too intruding on on screen real estate. Yeah, no, it is. It is rather small. Which you know, I, I'm. Look, I, I, I've never owned a notch phone, but I've seen you know like the iPhone X out yeah. in, the, in the wild, and I've, I, I'm not too fast. Yeah, neither. It's it's not like oh my gosh, no way. Like I'm not having that. Mm. It's. I mean, it, it it's different. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure uh, after few hours you get used to it mm. and uh i mean yeah well well you have a uh samsung s8 isn't it? yes s8 edge yeah you know you can just get a bit of uh black tape and, uh, <laughs> simulate the notch yeah i mean you just won't be able to see the time but who cares <laughs> no one has time for that anyway uh. <laughs> um yeah, uh, a bit more on the specs. Um, storage capacity, you're looking at either 64 gig, 128 gig, or an insanely massive 256 gigs, which I don't know who actually uses that much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, RAM, 6 gig or 8 gig. And a in terms of um, physical ports, you're looking at a USB-C connector, Yay. which is nice to have. Nice to see that come around. Um, and a headphone jack. We all Yay! love the headphone jack. <laughs> Unlike some others. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, okay, well, at least for the the 20, you know, the 256 gigabyte model, it's actually going to be about 805 Australian dollars. Which is not bad. Yeah. like Considering it's, a, it's one of their flagship phones. Yeah. So with a display like that. Yeah. You know, exactly. can't go wrong. Um. Yeah, and then it goes down from there. 128 gig, you're looking at roughly 770. Yeah, and 64 gig, you're looking around 700. Which you know, as you know, as you said before, is you know, it's pretty competitive. It is, it is, and uh, yeah, no, it definitely looks lovely. So the next thing we're going to be talking about is Telstra. So f- this is probably more, uh, you know, towards this Australian market here. Uh, so Telstra, who is one of the telcos in Australia, they also provide cable TV. And so what they've recently been doing is they've actually started kicking off paid customers off their cable TV service and moving them over to their new satellite uh, cable service as part of the uh, new infrastructure that they've done with... Essentially, MBN has actually bought all their cable networks. Yeah. It's, uh, this is quite interesting, actually, how how stuff works behind the scenes in terms of companies and who owns what. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, apparently, a customer um, last year was told that they could upgrade to a new um, a program called uh, on on s- satellite first, right? Um, by support staff, and but they also did say that um, in the not too distant future this move would become compulsory. So it is something that's getting kicked in. Um, if you are a a customer of Telstra with a paid TV service like Foxtel, hmm. um, expect to have to move to satellite 
And uh, yes, yeah, so they say that the migration uh, of that is to be fully completed by 2023. Let's be real, that probably won't be. Yeah, probably be a bit after that. Yeah, but it's but it's it's probably pretty promising because that's uh that's when the uh when Foxtel's lease with uh Telstra's cable network ends. Oh right. So. Yeah, no, they'll get yeah. that down quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully before, you know, they have to pay a bit more and uh, obviously that cost comes to us. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, if you've got, if you currently got uh, cable internet, oh, sorry, cable uh, TV with Telstra, you may want to, you know, get in contact with them and make sure that you can get this upgrade for free or, you know, what what kind of costs will it involve. Yeah. and uh, Well, hopefully it's not too much either way. No. Because we all love our, you know, our cable TV. So now, a very, very, actually, very interesting Yeah, uh, when I saw this, I was quite intrigued. Yeah, likewise. Uh, Microsoft, yeah, has released a a new controller for Xbox um, and PC uh, called the Adaptive Controller. Mm, It's big. Uh, Yeah. Um, Now, this is not your typical controller that everyone would be like, you know what? I want that. Maybe you do. I mean, I kind of want it because it looks cool. But essentially what this controller is, um, is a controller focused for those who needs a different way to interact with the, with their Xbox, with games, um, and who are people who can't, you know, handle or use a, a traditional controller in the way that it was meant to be used. Yeah. Um, so there was actually a really interesting story in an article saying that, um, a really big, uh, a game fanatic who um who had an accident in the uh the US army um lost control of his hands and that was devastating to him because a big big part of uh, his life was um playing video games which he could not do anymore right yeah which I, is you know this yeah. would definitely help him wouldn't it yeah absolutely and if you guys go on youtube and search up the story you'll see a video of, of him um of him trying to, you know, trying to play a game and how in ways that the Microsoft uh, Adaptive Controller can help out. It kind of looks like a uh, DJ turntable. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's really, it's really, yeah, it looks really cool. It's minimalist. Yeah. So it's from pictures that I'm seeing, it's actually about the same size as an Xbox. So yeah, it's big. Yeah. Bit big, like something that you put in your lap. Yeah. It's like a, and, you know, a lap thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's, what's really interesting, which I never even knew or perhaps thought of, um, is that there is a large community out there who cannot game simply Mm. because they can't use a traditional controller. And these people seem to have come together and, um, on forums, on websites, on, on different online communities and have basically formed ways that they can cope with this. Um, by hacking into like existing controllers, opening them up and like Frankensteining stuff so they can, you know, so they can press buttons and uh, move joysticks and whatnot. And I think that is like, that is really cool. Yeah. That, that's what the gaming community should be about. Like, you know, helping out the little guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Microsoft has stepped in, which is really surprising because it's, it's interesting to see a, a big giant 
a company like Microsoft come in and cater for for those who are um, less able in in hand movement or fine motor skills. This controller, um, if you if you have a look at it, there's there's two um, there's two circular like uh, the pressure pads, um, as well as a typical. I'm not sure the exact name for it, but like a a uh, uh, yeah. What would you call that? Um, a directional pad. Yeah. I don't know. Like there's the plus looking thing. The where up you press and down, left, left and right thing. Yeah, that's it. Um, so it does feature those two, which uh, can connect to your Xbox or a PC um, and control things that way. But what is really really cool, right, is that on the front of the device. There is a little port for each individual controller that a normal controller would have. Um, so you can plug in whatever kind of device that allows it to activate that action. Oh. Um, that is accustomed to you. Oh. So, which is like, that's insane. Yeah. So, like, say, say someone can't use their hands at all, like, can't even move their arms. Obviously, a normal controller is not going to be of any help at all. So there was an example I was reading. They could have like a pressure pad um, for their feet and they could simply plug that into, I don't know, let's take the A button for an Xbox controller. Yeah. Plug it in there and by activating that pad, it'll activate you pressing A. So that's, it's f- that's really yeah, cool. It is. And I guess that's where the name adaptive controller comes from. Yeah. And yeah, so that's going to be a massive help to the community out there. So it's currently not available, and I haven't been able to find a price. There's rumored to come out at uh, about a hundred dollars. Oh, is that US? Probably. Um, yeah. yeah, most likely. Okay, so that's let's say like a hundred and thirty. Yeah. So yeah. you know that's that's not too bad. It's, not too it's bad. It's a bit expensive for a controller, but then it's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it does have added functionality, so yeah. I guess I guess it's priced fairly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's not out at the moment, but it will be out soon. Yeah. So for those out there, if you are listening, uh, we'd actually love to hear your experience mm. um, with how, like, at the moment, if, if you are a gamer, how you go about it and, like, you know, what's your thoughts on, on having Microsoft release such a thing? So yes, this time we've got a um, we've got a product review, which is yeah. pretty cool. So a little while back, actually, just after we did the uh, cashless society discussion that we had, one of the uh, one of the listeners actually got in contact with me. So yeah, they got in contact and they said, oh, you know, that something that they've got going around the office is this really cool cup that I think you might be interested in, called or the company that makes it is called Frank Green. So, you know, they, they make, like, reusable cups, pretty much. But one thing that they've just released is an NFC cup. So, what you're actually able to do is, you know, you can, you know, give the company, like Starbucks or whoever, you know, your cup. They can put your drink in it. And then when, you're, when you get it back, you just tap it up against the uh, PayWave thing and boom, you've paid for your drink. Making life easier. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, you know, it, it's nothing too special. It's plastic, with grippy kind of, you know, kind of grip to it all. And, you know, there are different versions. There's a, uh, um, 
a really tall one. Like, I don't know what the size would be, but... Probably about a 500 mil. Yeah, 500, 700 mil, something along the lines of that. Um, or I got the, I got the 340 mil size. That's 12 ounces. Um, you know, it's just for, you know, just a regular coffee, that kind of thing. And it's really cool. So what it is, is there's a, um, what you, okay. So when you first get it, you have to install the app, the Frank Green app. And once you've done that, you can then, there's a little uh, little QR code on the inside of the actual cup. So you scan that with the app and that allows you to connect it up to the app. And then you just use it as a regular load and go kind of visa card, prepaid visa card. So, you know, what I did is I loaded loaded up a bit of money and yeah, just started using it. It's pretty cool. It works. Pretty convenient. Yeah. Like I can definitely see these popular amongst the uh, the morning people. Yeah, oh, morning people. Um, <laughs> um, on the way to work, he was like, "Oh, need a coffee. Fill it up. Tap pay. Yeah, boom. Yeah, yeah like go coffee. for a run. Don't have to bring anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey. Although you know, you could argue if you've got a smartwatch or something or your phone. Yeah, which smartwatch couple? I guess that's where people might be going with, you know, mm. the, the skeptics because it, it it is a bit expensive. But then it is. is okay. So it's um, it's fifty dollars Australian, and that includes shipping. Yeah. And then on top of that, there's loading your money onto it. Yeah. And the minimum is ten dollars. But I don't know. I think it's cool. It's definitely cool. It is. Yeah. Price wise, it is a bit up there. Yeah. But I don't. I, guess. I don't. I don't think it will go anywhere. Or no, the the device might go. It's it's not a bad device. It works and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think you'll see it in you know something like this in the mainstream. Yeah. Some something actually on in terms of um, cups. Something that's really really caught on lately is the Cape Cup. Mm. Um, not sure if you've heard of it. Well, um, like literally just bringing your own cup, wouldn't it? Um, well, there's actually a company called, uh, Cape Cup that makes oh. like these really nice, um, uh, a glass, like a lime glass, um, cup specifically, I don't know, for, for, for coffees or beverages. And, um, yeah, it's something that you keep just like, yeah. uh, this one. Um, oh, right. Yeah. It has zero plastic in it. Oh. Besides the lid, I think. So yeah, it's a good way to cut down on, uh, on waste, um, because we all know, Jeez, coffee cups can... Uh... They're, you know, it's what the number one, or at least up there at least, uh, you know, sources of waste. Yeah. In, like, everyone has, just, a, or, you know, nearly everyone has a, has a coffee. Yeah, so uh, just a quick uh, search on Google. In the UK, 7 million disposable coffee cups Whoa. are used every day. 7 million in the UK alone. Yeah. So that's seven million lids of plastic. Oh, they're so tiny. So you can get like little shot size ones. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really awesome. Oh, um, that's cute. I love the colors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it definitely is like really funky. There's, there's some really nice ones. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. Um, no, this uh, fr- this Frank Green cup is really cool. Mm. Featuring the NFC chip in it. So. Yeah. And so you can get it in. A, it's, there's actually a lot of different customizations. So you can. There's. Three different colors or three different parts that you can actually um, 
personalized so that you can actually design the personalize the actual like cup itself Ooh, and then okay. the lid and then the little button on top yeah no it's definitely definitely a great uh innovation hmm. you know because we all want things that are convenient yeah by the way this is not sponsored no it's not we just love sharing cool things yeah <laughs> for now for now <laughs> uh yeah if you're a, a, a coffee head um we do hope that you are environmentally conscious. Yes. Because, yeah, these things are, you know, they are quite up there in the, in, in the pollution world. Andrew, we've all been in this situation, surfing on the web at home, at work, or on the go. But while we're busy watching YouTube clips, someone else could be watching us. That's right. While connected to public Wi-Fi, there could be anyone spying on you. And it's easy as that. Even on your home Wi-Fi, your ISP can tell what you're looking at and when. However, we have a solution for you. And that's private internet access. PIA is a simple-to-use VPN service that provides state-of-the-art multi-layered security and privacy. It can allow you to browse the internet privately and securely, hide your IP address from the real world and even supports torrenting. All this on up to five devices simultaneously. They have over 3,000 servers in 28 countries which even allow you to unblock sites while traveling. Simply follow the link in the show notes below and sign up for two years of secure internet browsing for only $2.91 US a month and if you're not happy you get a seven day money back guarantee. Wow that's pretty good. It's available on Windows, Mac, iPhone, Android, Linux and Chrome. To get PIA follow the link in the show notes. Always remember kids use protection so now that we've got paying the bills out of the way i think the next thing that we're going to be talking about is the red hydrogen for those who don't know red is a very cool company who makes very expensive film cameras but what they've what they've done is they've actually over the past i think it's like you know six to twelve months you would say yeah yep they've been teasing Mm. quietly teasing on the internet about a new smartphone they're going to be making. And, yeah, we've recently gotten some more information on it. Yeah, this uh, Red Hydrogen is Red's take on a smartphone. Uh, And it's, uh, I guess, they're saying things that it's definitely going to make it stand out, that it's going to feature a holographic screen. Ooh. that al- that will allow users to see things with an added dimension, um, and uh, from what I hear, the phone also has something that's called hologram calls. Yeah, which along those lines, we haven't been able to see anything on that because yeah. one, it doesn't really show on camera, and also two, it's all, it's under a, a non-disclosure agreement. So yeah, yeah. So that's definitely something that is uh, brand new to the smartphone scene. Um, and yeah, talking about the screen, it comes with a 5.7 inch 1440p display. Mm. So nice, nice and um, nice high resolution there, uh, which would be which would be awesome to you know to see a bit, something a bit more than your usual full HD screen. Um, and along with the screen, actually, so the red hydrogen, um, what they kind of want it to be is. Uh, somewhat a modular design. Yeah. So if you look on, if you if you've seen images on it, you would notice that on the back of the phone near the bottom, there is a couple of contacts, um, and people say that it will be for modular devices that can directly clip onto it, and you know, all sorts of accessories. But um, those accessories are yet to be known. However, there is apparently a 
uh, one type of, of little thing that you can attach, which will allow you to attach your existing lenses onto it um, and making use of them on your phone. Yeah, so not like just your smartphone lenses that you may have gotten, but like actual Nikon or uh, Canon lenses that you've got for your DSLR can actually be used on this on this camera, which is, I think, really cool. Yeah, like I totally would love to see a, uh, you know, standard 24 to 105 Canon yeah. sitting on a little smartphone. <laughs> that would be quite awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and along with that sort of, modular sense um for those who like harry said earlier um who know their line of cinema cameras um they also do plan on implementing it as a a screen or a display for for their cameras uh so you can i guess you can plug it in and there you go you have a monitor yeah which, uh, mind you, is at 1440p. So Yeah, which we, I, I don't know the exact resolution of their monitors, but I would imagine it would be a lot better than what they've currently got. Yeah, like um, a full HD monitor is uh, already, in terms of price, pretty up there. Yeah. Um, p- pretty much almost. Particularly at that size. Yeah. What I really like about it is all the, you know, all the talk about the holographic kind of screens that allow you to do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, you know... I don't know what it looks like, but it, it, you know, from what I've been hearing, it sounds very cool. Um, I'm intrigued to see what it looks like in person. Yeah, it'll definitely be very interesting to see what it looks like. And uh, I'd imagine it's 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 gonna look somewhat like what's in the Nintendo. Um, oh, in their uh, DSs. Yeah. Yes. With their their no glasses display that shows 3D. Yeah. So I reckon. But unfortunately, you know, everything. This bleeding edge, cutting edge technology is super expensive. There are two, so there are two models. The only different thing, what it's made from, and the base model is uh, $1,200 US, US, and the other one is $1.5 US. So, yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's fairly expensive, considering that most phones are usually about 900-ish dollars US. So, you know, that's going to be like, you know, possibly 1,500 in Australian, 1,800 US. So it's out of our price range for, for the everyday person. But, you know, I, this is not what uh, Red is tailoring this, this device for, I, I reckon. Yeah, it, it definitely does seem to be targeted to more, obviously. The current red users, especially, yeah. um, which have a camera and obviously can use the uh, full functionality of modular mm. design. Um, yeah, so in terms of design, it's got your uh, um, very trendy USB C port, a 3.5mm headphone jack on the bottom, which we like to see, and a very uh, big bezel because it's, yeah. it's still you know, an old phone. It is, it's, it been is. In, in, it's been in the works for a while, so it hasn't really. But it, it, it still looks pretty nice. It's yeah. got like a, a rugged design sort of look to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we can't wait to see that come out, and uh, hopefully when it does, we can tell you how it is, hmm. or not, because it's very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up, Red. Uh, Red. So while actually on the topic of money, if you remember back to our previous episode, we actually talked about how briefly how the government was planning to uh, phase out cash for purchases over $10,000, and... Well, what they've actually done now is they've they've said 
from July 1st of 2019, it's actually going to be illegal to actually make any cash purchases for anything over $10,000. Oh, how am I going to buy my car with the straight up cash now? <laughs> I mean, uh, do you honestly want to have $10,000 cash in your, in your hand? <laughs> yeah, no. That would be very dangerous. But, yeah. you know, this is obviously to encourage... One, to encourage the, uh, you know, all digital world kind of thing, you know, cashless society, as we were talking about a couple of episodes episodes back. But I think the biggest thing that it's trying to target is actually the, you know, the the less than, the, the shady kind of things <laughs> in life, you know, like the tobacco trade. And yeah, and, you know, with, it, yeah. Yeah, any sort of organized crime who uh, obviously strictly uses cash. Because I'm sure there aren't, there isn't many drug dealers out there who carries an FPOS machine. <laughs> Imagine that. Yep, uh, was that check savings or credit? Yep, just tap it right here, no worries. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, yeah, so it's a, a government initiative to try and, I guess, uh, stop stop that from happening because it is, it is bad. Um, and to keep more track of all the currencies that's happening around Australia and um, to keep an eye on the big one, which we all know and love, tax. So, yeah. Um, but what's interesting, actually, in terms of uh, cash, so is that in Australia, uh, 37% of all tra- transactions are still cash. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's still it's still pretty up there. Uh, and comparing to the US, which is at, sitting at 32%, um, and Sweden, which seems to have the lowest, at 15%. Good on you, Sweden. Good old Sweden. Keep doing, keep doing you. Actually, a little fun fact about the $100 notes. It's, uh, if you're in Australia, you're obviously familiar with it. If you're not, it's a $100 note. Ooh, who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's nicknamed the Kermit due to its green appearance. It's uh, not easy being green. That's the one. That's the one. Um, yeah, and it's actually not very... Not seen very often around yeah, these days. Yeah, I haven't. I, I'm trying to remember the last time I actually saw a 100 dollar <laughs> note in the in the, in the flesh. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess working in retail, I'd probably see it more often. Because how many people? Uh, i give, give me give me daily figures. Daily. Oh, I, okay. Let's say weekly. Let's say figures. weekly figures. Week, probably figures. average weekly figures, but we're looking around two. Oh, I mean that's. That's let's say it's two times a week. That's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it it does pop up, but but pretty rare. Yeah. Um, and main reason for this is well, hundred dollars note. I mean, like you know, in organized crimes, if it's under hundred dollars, it's probably not an organized crime. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So those sort of notes float around that sort of area. Um. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we see more of them. Or not? Who knows? Hmm. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see the, uh, how this comes into play and how it moves us towards a cashless society. Yeah. Um, and obviously this will affect businesses and those who deal with it legally. Yeah, it might come into a, a big effect, but I, I assume, you know, with businesses wouldn't affect too much because no, most of their, probably not. most of their purchases are done via electronic because, you know, yeah, as I was saying, like, you know, why would you want to have 10000 or $20,000 worth of yeah. physical money on you? It'd be yeah, very exactly. dangerous. Not going to lie, though, at a couple of, um, two or three years ago, I uh, <laughs> went to uh, went to buy my second car with straight up cash. That was scary. I bet. 
Did you have anyone with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had good. Had had two friends. <laughs> you know, keeping an keeping an eye on that very thick envelope. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I don't know why I did that. <laughs> you do stupid things when you're young, hey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so ha- sorry. Did you actually have like a card or? A debit card or anything that you could I had used? a yeah well actually okay it was interesting because uh, I had on that 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 day at like 1 30 I sold my car yeah um so the guy gave me cash um <laughs> great and I already had the next car organized so I was like as soon as I got it you my went. mates came over and we just drove straight to the next place <laughs> <laughs> picked up the car paid for it and just came back interesting yeah and um I didn't tell anyone so <laughs> I guess that's a good thing yeah I didn't, yeah, so it was uh, quite an interesting reaction from my dad, actually, <laughs> when I came home and he saw another car and was like, oh, who's that? Mine. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, who knows what the future holds with cash. Talking about money once again. We've got <laughs> lots of money this week. Money runs the world, hey? So if you, we were actually, we were actually talking about it last week, um, briefly. It's boring. Don't it's, worry. It's, it is boring, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the Boring Company, also known as that one of those companies that Elon Musk, you know, funds, um, is going to be offering in the future at some point uh, 150 miles per hour rides in his loop, loop transport system. Is that what you'd call it? Yeah, right. I think right now it's just called the loop. Oh, it's just the loop. Yeah. Um, but it's part of the biggest game called the Hyperloop. Yes. And so yeah, he's going to be offering all that for one dollar. American dollar. Yeah. Wow. Elon Musk does it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much. essentially, he's he's built, I guess, a a mm, a test run, test track, or a, like, um, then at the moment it can carry. There's a pod. That can carry sixteen people, um, and that travels at yeah, so one hundred and fifty miles per hour, or for our metric fellows, uh, two hundred and fifty kilometers an hour, which is pretty damn fast. And yeah, so this could mean a trip from downtown to LA International Airport could be as short as eight minutes. Wow, and yeah, so well, you know, LA is known. Religiously known for their uh, terrible traffic, so <laughs> yeah, you know, even Australia, even Sydney is you know really bad for getting to and from anywhere, particularly uh-huh. driving. So you know, something like that could definitely be very nice to have. Yeah, it would definitely be very welcomed in Australia. <laughs> yeah, but at the rate of our infrastructure, it might. Take oh, off. it's never going to happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know. If you feel like trying this out, I guess. Have you got a dollar to spare? Yeah, who doesn't? Take a ride. Yeah. So, yeah, everything everything's being built underground, which is, I think, pretty cool. Which does make, you know, having as many tunnels as they might need you know, almost unlimited because, you know, it's all underground. Whereas opposed to high, in highways, you have to work around, you know, people's homes, businesses, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But, you know, everything's underground, so it's all pretty cool. Yeah, so there's... Um this is going to be part of the grand scheme of the Hyperloop, uh, which is planned, well, is, is planned to be a thing, um, but Elon Musk has not given a uh, sort of a release date or a date of um, completion. Yeah. So 
be interesting to see how that goes and how how people react to it. Because um, we all know we all hate traffic. <laughs> uh, so something that can that can help ease it up and um, you know get around it is always welcome. Yeah. Once again, good on you, Elon Musk. Keep doing you. Boo boo. So YouTube, uh, as I'm sure many of you are familiar of YouTube Red, um, they're going through a bit of a, I guess, a rebranding, restructuring of it. And instead of, uh, somewhat instead of YouTube Red, they're going to be calling it YouTube Premium. So yeah, there'll be two main, uh, there's going to be two main things. There's going to be YouTube Premium, which is just like Google, uh, it's just like YouTube Red now. So you'll be able to listen to you know, all the music, be able to download them, listen to them into the background, all that kind of stuff. And also be able to watch YouTube videos without ads, get all the YouTube original content and all that kind of stuff. And so that's currently eleven ninety nine US. And then YouTube will also be introducing a new uh, platform called YouTube Music Premium. So it's just, so it'll allow you, allow you to listen to their music library you know, in the background and all that kind of stuff, but you won't get the YouTube particular things. So, you know, you won't be able to listen, you won't be able to see videos ad-free and you won't get the original content. Yeah, so essentially they're splitting it up into... Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it probably needed to happen because, you know, not everyone wants, you know, not everyone really cares about the YouTube original content. Maybe they just want the music. On on topic of uh, YouTube and Google, I guess, um, well, Google has announced something new. Mm. Uh, it's called the Google One. Oh, what's that? So yeah, so so Google One, um, a new cloud storage that has more to offer, uh, for less. So you're looking at anywhere between a hundred gigs to thirty terabytes of data storage. Yeah, like that's a lot. That is a lot. Like I could st- store every. You could store like lots of photos on that. Yeah, you could like never delete a photo for a couple of years. Um. I mean, since what? Since taking photos in 2012, all up, I've got about four terab or three terabytes in photos. Yeah, it's um. So what's different in it? Um, basically, from what I can see, the main differences are is just a pricing guide. Because, like, for example, at the moment, you can currently get either 100 gigs, one terabyte, or 10 terabytes for their respective prices. Uh, but, you know, with this, they'll be, you know, allowing slightly more, man- well, not manageable, but like different, uh, different amounts of data. So just looking at it here, there's, um, yeah, so they're saying the entry-level plan of 100 gigs looking at like $1.99 um, US per Which month. is cheaper than what Google Drive is currently offering. Yeah, a lot, like a fair bit cheaper, isn't it? Yeah. Um, or if you're looking at like a 200 gigabyte plan, there's, you'd be paying 299 for that. And current Google Drive people who are, who are paying to get one terabyte will be upgraded when Ooh. Google One comes out, which is pretty cool. That is some good news. Yeah. Um, and something like two terabytes, you're looking at 999 a month. So that's pretty good in terms of prices. Definitely a lot better than what Google Drive has to offer. Um. And yeah, if if you rely on the cloud, then this is going to be something big for you. Well, yeah, I know. Um, at work, pretty much all of like you know all the documents and all the ads and stuff there, 
they're online. Oh, really? Yeah. Radio. Yeah. There we go. So I this would be something very good for them, I reckon. Yeah. Big big companies can make good use of this. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's about it. Nothing nothing too major, but something cool. Um we welcome Google One with big big open arms. And YouTube hopefully uh continues their ways and hopefully it doesn't, you know, get too too downhill amongst the YouTube community. Yeah. Especially amongst the the popular creators, as I'm sure you've seen plenty of videos about. All right. Well, I think that's about it for this episode. Of the fully sick episode, let's say. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, so I think this is about it for the the fully sick episode of the TechSphere, episode <laughs> five. I hope you've all enjoyed. And stay warm out there, fellas. Yeah. Because it is getting quite cold down here in Sydney. Mm, too cold. Too cold. I know tonight I'll be keeping my heater on. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Having snuggy up with a nice cup of tea. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, I need one of those right now. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, and we'll see you next week. Catch you later. All right. This is Harry. This is Andrew. And this was the Tech Sphere. Bye. Bye.